I'm Melissa McCommon, also art by Melissa M online. And I'm Liz Granato, aka M Puzzle Girl on Tumblr and most of online, though I also go by art by Liz Granato on Instagram. So we're here today to do a report for AnimeCon.com to talk about SAC Anime Winter 2019. Woo! I'm Shiva. I'm Sketch. And on this episode of AnimeCon TV, we're going to KatsuCon! This week I'm reporting on East Bay Comic Con. It's a comic convention that is held in the East Bay. Uh, by East Bay, I mean the eastern border of the San Francisco Bay. So it's uh, east, northeast of San Francisco, it's north of Oakland, and south of Sacramento. It's held in Concord, California. And last month, Svet and Caden and I went to Gallifrey One. It's a Doctor Who convention held over President's Day weekend in Los Angeles at uh, the LAX Marriott. So if you're flying in LAX, take the hotel shuttle, you are there. If those of you who have been following our podcast for a while may recall about two years ago I did a report on the convention Star Wars celebration that was held in Orlando, Florida. Well, there was another Star Wars celebration this year. Uh, it was... 2019 and it was April 11th through 15th and held in Chicago, Illinois, which interesting choice of venue. Normally it's been uh, Anaheim, California, Orlando, Florida, and in Europe as well, and this was a very different uh, location. I'm, I'm Shiva. I'm Sketch. And it is Easter weekend, which means only one thing. Eggs. Anim no. Oh. Well, yeah, eggs. And Anime Boston! Ah. Woo! We're approaching the end of summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. So you know what that means. It's time for me to once again do an Otakon Con report. And I'm here to talk about SAC Anime Summer 2019. Anime Next was once again June this year in 2019. It was held once again at the convention center in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, Look, I'm Shiba. Go to Dragon Con! Can you believe it, guys? We're actually at our last convention report of 2019. We've gone through the year, and we've gone to a lot of conventions, done a lot of stuff, seen a lot of things, and we're now at the last report. For me, it was NYC this year. It was November 15th through the 17th at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City. And so I'm going to talk about the advantages of small conventions. First, the costs are lower. Uh, you can get at a smaller convention, they're taking up less venue space or less hotel space. And so it costs them less to rent this venue, which means their costs are lower, which they can pass that savings on to you. If this smaller convention is close to your house, it's cheaper travel. You don't have to get on a plane and fly across the country to go stand in line and waiting to get into Hall H or something. No, you just drive an hour or so and you're at this convention. Uh, another big advantage of small conventions is they're more intimate. Uh, the crowds are much less because obviously they're smaller conventions. Rather than something with 100,000 or 50,000 or even 10,000 people, you're looking at a few hundred people. And so that means that uh, for the guests that are there, you get more face time because, you know, they're there for a three-day weekend probably. And so that means that uh, 
if they're at a large convention, you pay for your VIP pass, you'll get maybe a picture, an autograph, and that's all you see of them, maybe their panel. But at a small convention, you may pass them in the hallway, they may be hanging out, just you know, wandering around, you can talk to them and, and interact. And uh, so it's definitely, if, you, if there's a guest going to a small convention, check that out and you'll get more interaction. It's also easier to meet up with friends. Because the convention is cheaper, you can probably convince more of your friends in the area to go and hang out for the weekend. It's also easier to meet new people because at a small convention, you're gonna see a lot of the same faces over and over. Uh, you may be going to the same panels, you may be in line for some event, the lines aren't gonna be as long. Um, and just, you know, hanging out and uh, enjoying the convention, you're gonna see a lot of the same faces. So you, it's a lot easier to talk to people and say, oh yeah, I like your costume, you like that show too, and you know, you can get more interaction. Whereas a large convention, you'll see the person once, say, oh great, can I get a picture? Might talk a bit, then you never see them again. Also, small conventions are better starter conventions. So if you haven't been to any conventions or many, check out a small one, you know, put your toe in the water, see how it is before you jump in to some large 10,000 plus event. You're, you're supporting a small business and a local business. Uh, and that's always a good thing. A lot of larger conventions, especially those that are held in multiple cities, are run by a corporation that's located somewhere else. But if you're going to a small con, it's probably run by people in or near the place where that convention is located. And so it's helping your local business and helping a small business. And small cons need your support. For how long now just to get out of the car? Um, three hours? Four hours? No, literally 40 minutes. Oh my god. They have one guy with a cart. We're not allowed to not use the cart. There's, there used to be one car in front of us. Now there's apparently two cars in front of us. There have been people in front of us waiting for a cart for at least 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't know what organization is. And then a bellhop just asked us if we wanted to take a taxi, taxi out yeah. of here. Yeah. Actually, this, yes. Take this is what we're bringing. Move out of the convention to go just on a joyride into the city. Poor sketch, waiting, hopelessly in line with nobody helping. These poor people in front of us have been waiting forever. All of these people, like, still zero bellhop. We did eventually get a cart, and I am happy to report that this was probably the lowest point of the weekend. And I do have to point out, this is the Gaylord Hotel. This is not the convention itself with their poor planning. However, Gaylord, get your act together. You've done this every single year for quite some time. There's like no excuse for this. So another, as I mentioned, the panels were uh, big demand, like the big premiere panels. Uh, my girlfriend and I were lucky enough to get uh, win the lottery and go to the episode nine panel, premiere panel, which of course amazing to be at and be in the room as the trailer, you know, for the world premiere of the trailer. Um, they did some really interesting stuff for line. It was you know in the arena across the street from the convention center, so you, you had to go outside and. As we would find, you know, find out, Chicago in mid-April is still a little chilly. But 
for people in line, they were giving away uh, winter hats that had the, just the episode, uh, Roman numeral for nine on them in you know, Star Wars font to help people keep a warm. They were also had like uh, McDon a McDonald's like trailer truck set up that was just giving out Happy Meals, and these were, I kid you not, Star Wars Celebration branded Happy Meal boxes with like a, it was a, just a hamburger, not even cheeseburger, hamburger. Um, and apple slices and some fr warm fries, you know, in there and just keep people warm. But uh, the line kept moving, so you barely even needed it. But it was in still a neat little treat, and because you're going to it, it adds to this experience. I checked out their game room th this year, and it felt like a typical game room. I mean, there's not a whole heck of a lot to report there. One thing I will say is that I finally... Finally, finally, after years of seeing them at uh, conventions, I finally got to try the Gundam Pods game, which is something I've been wanting to do for, feels like forever. Um, and the company that I think kind of moves them to different cons only has four of these. And they take a little time, so there's almost always a line. This year, I actually said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to check this out. I'll go to the game room first thing Sunday morning like as soon as they open and make a beeline for the Gundam pods and I'll get to try it out. I was number five in line. <laughs> so I still had to wait um, but only you know maybe ten minutes at most and it was worth it you know I wasn't in the first wave but it was worth it for ten minutes. Um, when the line's longer I'm not sure it's really worth it because I want to check out other stuff at the convention that's not a priority. So I'd say if you know they're going to be at coming to another convention, make sure you get to the video game room or wherever it is early and get in line early and then go do other stuff. If you're, unless you have like a huge chunk of time to kill, don't waste your time waiting in line for the Gundam pods. But again, they were still fun. around the building. How long did we walk like a mile? If we had known we would have gone left instead of right, it would have been a shorter walk. So we're going to see how we do. They're not usually this bad for a big celebrity like this who doesn't come here very often. We kind of have to take our chances. See how we do. Wish us luck. So they went by us with the clicker and they didn't make us go away. So it's a good sign. Things are looking up. <laughs> we did make it in to see David Tennant and we were like three rows from the back, but we were there. And it is possible to get closer. I mean, for Patrick Stewart, I was third row, but I'm also obsessed with him and was willing to waste half my day waiting. Sure, and, and the chair's great, look at that! TV. My name is Doug Wilder. I'm here with uh, Toto Fluriga-san. 
uh, who's had a very long career. We're going to just ask a couple questions, and this is very exciting for me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Very Okay. Um, you have portrayed many noteworthy characters over a very successful career. Uh, what? Who do you get most recognized for? Um, and does it change depending on where you go or who you speak with? そうですね。えっと、もうだいぶ世界中行って25カ国ぐらい行ってますけど、うん、北米の場合はえ、やっぱりドラゴンボールの山ちゃん、それからえ、セーラームーンのタクシードカメンがとても人気です。で、南米だ
um, in many of your works besides Gundam and beyond, you kind of show that war is a very horrific event that creates a lot of suffering and stuff, but at the same time, war often brings kind of an innovation to technology and technology springs ahead because of research during the war effort. Do you ever feel that you try and reconcile those two, that complicated idea that even though there's horrible events, there's great innovation happening? あの、監督自身はどう思われて、やっぱりその面も作品に含めようと思ったことはありますでしょうか。I actually think it's almost the opposite in that I feel that there's more technology that was invented for useful things and in, in times of peace that were then turned around and used in warfare um, instead. For a great example that is dynamite. It was first developed to help uh, make mining more efficient and yet all of a sudden we turn around and they're using it on the battlefield. So I actually think it's the opposite. And thus, I feel that um, even in stories aimed for children, uh, if, if I were to incorporate some sort of conflict or uh, war in it, that I could not depict a happy ending because that's not what happens in real life. ブラックとしての戦闘のものをやってみましたけれどもその仕事を5年ぐらいやりましたかねで結局そういうものに飽きる飽きた結果僕の場合には機動戦士ガンダムになりましたので基本的にもう子供向けに作るということ自体を
Welcome back to Animecons TV. We're here for Hello. our annual <laughs> predictions episode. We've got a special guest here <laughs> joining go us. That way. Maybe he's got some predictions. And I'll go that way. I'm go that way. Yeah. That should be our 2009-2019 side by side oh right there. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Mama do it. That is perfect timing. It's in the box. Uh, I was gonna say. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome oh, numbums. Ooh, nummy num time. Okay. Watch where you're going, buddy. There's a lot of stuff in here. Oh. Oh. The end. The end. All right.